Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. So hello, lovely mind stylers. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're exploring and discussing Stasis's top tip from Hazel and Amber on, well, they had one each, didn't they, Becky? They did. They had, they had a lot, I think, in the end, but we, we're kind of giving them one <laughs> each. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Hazel's, we'll start with Hazel. Careful who you bring on board, who you mm. add to your team. Yeah. Uh, this is such an important one. Starting with you, Becky, would it, how do you find it? Big life lesson, isn't it? Um, the people around you are, are really instrumental to your success or, you know, you achieving the goals that you want to achieve. So you got to You got to pick them <laughs> wisely. And what she was describing was something that is very familiar, which, and especially at the beginning of a business, so you, you start something and of course there's, there's not really any noise around it and, and you're just going, Oh, I hope one person buys into this or what, you know, and then gradually over time it grows. And then she mentioned, suddenly you get to a point on LinkedIn or whatever else it may be, where you're getting all these requests and everyone wants to kind of be part of your team and they want to advise you and they want to work with you and they want to do all of these things. And, and in the very early days that can feel quite enticing because you're like oh all these people like this must be a real thing now I must have a business because they all want to work with me and and of course quite quickly you realize that that's well you know it's a money-making thing on their part most of the time and and also that you really do need to filter out who's around you and who are the right people to have on the team I've learned that a very hard way um and and I've done all sorts of things to counteract it when I've had the wrong people around me and they haven't necessarily been helpful things so if you do have the wrong people you end up going into a bit of a spiral actually because you you start with that one person then you're kind of trying to deal with those problems and and you know you're you're spiraling spiraling to flip that on its head when you get the right people you can spiral up in the right direction you enhance each other you you're building on what each other are doing and then you're uh, yeah and you're growing and you're learning and and you're going in the right direction in terms of the, the goals or the vision that you've set out for yourself and your business i think it's so critical and actually i'd say in my experience if you can get diversity, it's so fabulous. And um, I there was one team I created from scratch, but it was as a result of a merger. And so just by coincidence, it happened chance, it ended up we had a team of white, middle-class similar sort of age there's a little bit of diversity on age but probably only about 10 15 years it wasn't significant and every person in that team was worth their salt they were really good at what they did but together it did not sing and it was only when I completely transformed that team and of course that took a long time I'm just thinking it probably took 
18 months. And that's a long time in the cycle of a startup or a small business. Any, it's that's a long time for a human. Mm. <laughs> and um, especially if it's a hard working 18 months. But when I got the team that was truly diverse, and when I say diverse, it meant it, we had a real breadth of, we had um, probably about 40 years worth of difference in ages. So you had that depth of experience. We had men as well as women. We had um, some uh, disability in there, uh, unseen, but in there. We had a mix of sexuality, um, sexual preferences. We had a mix of religious faiths. We had a mix of academic backgrounds. So we had Oxford University and um, leaving school and uh, learning at night school. Um, we had apprenticeships. We had um, really strong Christian faith, really strong Muslim faith. And that was the team that I will always look back on with the most fondness because it just was brilliant. And I learned so much from them all. I Yes, I was the director, but um, I... I genuinely looked forward to our team meetings because I never knew what else I would learn. Mm. I think you know, but I'm not sure if the listeners know that I I teach at the University of Exeter on organisational talent, and yeah. this uh, whole area is you know is covered in um, in the course that I teach. So it's so it, it covers a very broad range of things, and and I think the of course diversity is in there, and it, like you said, not just diversity in terms of protected characteristics, but also diversity of thought, uh, social styles, uh, personality types, mm. thinking about introverts and extroverts. And and that is something, yeah, that's, that's all things that I teach about in the course. And then, of course, you th need to think about how you knit those things together and how we, when we do have diversity that also means that we need to, ways to be cohesive as well as as a team and that's something that requires trust it requires communication it requires building the right culture and and having the right structures in place for your business so um how was that for you when you had when you'd built that team and you were then needing to because of course you what you've described is building it by design which is essentially what uh, what Hazel's saying as well, build your team out of design, not just out of kind of reactivity in the moment or kind of short-term necessity. Let's build it by design in terms of what it is you you want to do as that leader in mm. that team. Um, so you've done that building by design and then you, uh, you had this diverse group of people and you're learning a lot from them. Um, but of course, that in itself can be quite divergent in thinking. And when we were running our businesses, we want things to be convergent in thinking as well. And we need to have that focus and we need to move forward. So how did you achieve that? Well, and it really requires leadership, doesn't it? It really requires leadership and that capacity for everyone. But I didn't, you recruit to people that you believe you can work with as well. So yes, there's that diversity of thought, but actually there's a shared intention, mm. uh, a positive intention, um, positive regard. And I think it's really important that you have a commonality of purpose. 
yeah. you've got you're really clear on the language the the measures the metrics that you're all working towards you know all of you know what good looks like um and so it's it's having that focus it has having that shared understanding and absolute knowledge of what needs to be delivered and how we're going to deliver it but the how um just a very simple technique was that um I had a standard um meeting agenda for our teams and because people were traveling long distances uh we would meet for a whole day but you needed in that time to have a time off you need to have time breaks you need to have collaborative work together and I always had um we uh, I was working in academic uh, not academic and adult learning then and uh, equality and diversity is a key agenda there is absolutely fundamental and in fact it was one of my areas of speciality for the whole company so it was something that I try to do best practice in and we always had um, something on the agenda for a good half an hour um, which might well be just seeking to understand each other mm. better. So it might have been uh, the celebration of Eid or Diwali, Diwali or um, or um, it might have been something around dyslexia in the workplace. Um, we had something that one of us would go away and uh, research and then lead on for a positive outcome. So we applied it to what was happening for us at that moment in time as a team. But so it was a bit of development really factored into that team. So actually always there were at least 80% of us learning something in that moment. Mm. And we enjoyed it. We just had a good time understanding and just going, wow. So it was that again, we keep coming back to curiosity, don't we? We do, it comes (laughs) up all the time. (laughs) But it was being curious um, and seeking to understand better and just going, we don't know enough about this. What are we going to do? And yeah. Mm. So to to Hazel's point around, you know, be careful who you take forward, choose people carefully. Um, I think that one of the, I think, like I said, coming back to the idea of design and being really clear about your your objectives of working with this person and what it is you hope to achieve. I I talk about, say they've been there six months down the line. What do you want that to look like? What what do you hope will have happened by bringing that person on board? And um, I think with with Fab's um, interview, she talked about kind of why you would bring different people on board. You know, she was talking about asking for help and reaching out to people. And with that, there were these different sections and and we bring people on board because they might have skill sets that we don't have, have networks that we don't have. Sometimes it's just for bandwidth. Sometimes it's to support us and and being really clear about why is it you're bringing these people on board. And, and I do think taking it slow-ish, I mean, I know you can never work really slow, well, you know, we won't go into that conversation now, but you, you know, you have to keep a certain momentum up as an entrepreneur and you have to move forward. And, and actually sometimes you might feel like you have to move quickly so you don't miss out on a person that you might think is a great fit for you. In that particular case, I want to just tell a story about how we have, um, there, we've worked with people, um, in, you know, that I've eventually brought into the team that, 
you know, they were people maybe we talked to years before we brought them on board and, or maybe they applied for a certain job and then, they, you know, they, we didn't give them that job, but we, we brought them in later on down the line. So I think if there are cases where you feel like, oh, I want to snap this person up because they're the, you know, cause I get on really well with them or they're, but they're not actually right right now. And you can't do that idea of, okay, what, what is the objective of bringing them on board? What do I want them to achieve? Then you have that trust again. And, and again, another thing that comes back all the time, this idea of faith or belief that if this is the right thing, then it will come along at the right time. And, and you're still building a relationship and you can build relationships even without offering someone a job. Uh, so, so I think that I, that's something to really bear in mind is you don't have to rush when it comes to these relationships, particularly if it's about employing somebody. Um, but even if it's about just investing your time and having somebody advise you and you're investing your time and your kind of belief in that person, uh, it's it's an investment and it's it does need to be taken with with that level of giving it that level of uh, respect and and thought around whether it's the right place for you to spend your time. And I think just I agree with all of that and re-emphasizing your point that actually if you've identified this as a particular skills fit you need or particular connections you need, always pay attention to the values and whether there's a values fit too. Because if there isn't, it's not going to be a lasting positive relationship. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about it on here. I talk about it a lot um, elsewhere, so, so I can't really remember. And because everything is on Zoom, everything looks the same these days. Um, <laughs> I so, And I think it's really important when you're talking about values and when you're having that conversation with somebody to be talking about behaviours associated with that values and making sure, um, and again, we've talked about communication and, and vocabulary. Sometimes you might say something, um, you might say inclusivity, and it would mean one thing to you and something to someone else. So um, really making sure you actually have the conversations around that and say, well, what would that mean in terms of an actual action that you would take around that value um and i even know uh in fact we did this um and we've st we brought this in which is to bring in a manifesto for your team as well and have people when they when they sign their contract to sign up to your manifesto as well and so there's a real intent around this is what we're here to do this is how we how we show up and why we're showing up and and who we're here to serve and and we're all together on this mission so there's a clarity and in the communication around that I agree. And I would say um, use probation carefully and wisely mm -hmm. and be upfront and say, look, we're going to use this next, I don't know, three months or six months, however long you want to put in for both of us to work out if we're the right fit. And so be really explicit about it and keep revisiting it so that you can see if the values uh, presented on interview or in those early days actually are showing up in the behaviours and as a leader, be managing behaviours, so style of working, as much as output. And don't shy away from it because particularly in those early days when you are a small team, you know, if, if you're one person, you bring another person in. Oh, it's massive. It's yeah. huge. It completely rebalances two things. people and you bring six new people in, which quite regularly happens when mm -hmm. you suddenly get a funding contract in, um, actually that is 
just it's like a tsunami of change and so just really paying attention to the personalities and the chemistry mm. I feel like we have to really change <laughs> track. I mean, there's we a, have, I, we have know, got b- to. Both of us could probably talk for a really long time on this topic because um, I think that yeah, it's certainly an area got- of expertise, but we're moving on. Hi, Minds Dialist, Becky here, jumping in to say sorry for the abrupt ending, except we just felt like we could split these two episodes into two. So we've given you Hazel's top tip and talked about that and of course, we've talked about it extensively. And we're going to release uh, Amber's top tip separately. So do look out for that. It will be coming up in a couple of days. And in the meantime, I just wanted to let you know that we do have a newsletter. So if you are interested in our newsletter, you can go to our website to sign up or you can go to our social media and you'll you'll find the links there If you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get notified with new episodes that are coming out and some of the key points that we talk about in those episodes. And in addition, when we're doing new things, you'll be the first to hear about it. So do head on over and sign up to the newsletter and we will be back with Amber's top tips in a couple of days. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.